on Ash Wednesday, Holy Mother the Church, through the ministry of her ordained priest, marked the foreheads of the faithful with ashes in the form of a cross and pronounced the words, Remember, man, that you are dust, and into dust you shall return. With this ceremony, our Holy Mother, the Catholic Church, inaugurated this year the solemn penitential season of Lent, the season of the 40 days. Lent is a penitential time. The great Saint Ignatius of Loyola tells us that penance can be divided into two, interior penance and exterior penance. Interior penance he calls the sorrow that we have for our past sins and the firm resolution not to commit them or any others. Exterior penance he calls the fruit of this kind. Because we are sorry, we intend to make reparation for the transgressions we have committed. In his exercises, Ignatius mentions three things we can do. First, to deny ourselves something in food and in drink. Second, to deny ourselves some amount of sleep. Thirdly, to afflict our bodies. Now the Catholic Church during the time of the 40 days, mentions not only penances of our bodies, but also prayers and almsgiving. The idea is this. God, of course, owns all things, but he has made us men stewards of our bodies and of our souls. We have offended by acts of the will, and so we counter our offenses by prayer, the lifting up of the heart and the mind to God. Secondly, by almsgiving. We, because we are men, can provide for our future by acquiring possessions. And so at this time, Holy Mother the Church puts before our eyes those who are in need of our great charity. And thirdly, of course, the church does insist upon bodily mortification. There are two great themes in this penitential season of Lent. First and foremost, that we do perform exterior penances. On the first Sunday of Lent, the church bade us to consider Christ in the desert. He fasted while he was there for 40 days and 40 nights. He did this not to prepare necessarily for his conflict with the devil, because he could easily overcome the devil, but he did so to give us an example. For throughout our lives, we will be harassed by the evil one and the way in which we can protect ourselves is to do penance and also to pray. 
On the second Sunday, the church put before us the transfiguration of our Lord. The transfiguration appears in all three synoptic gospels. The gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It is always connected to something which occurred six to eight days previously. For then it was that Christ predicted his passion and death and also his resurrection from the dead. He said in Matthew's gospel, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. Both Matthew and Mark tell us with precision that six days later, Peter, James, and John accompany our, our Lord up the Mount of Transfiguration. Luke says something different. He says eight days later. But gospel commentators point out that Luke was counting the day on which our Lord made the prophecy, and secondly, the day on which the prophecy was fulfilled. But the others, Matthew and Mark, counted only the six intervening days. St. Leo the Great, in a homily, pointed out that our Lord, seeing all things, wished to strengthen the apostles when they saw that his passion was unfolding in the same way he had predicted, they might remember that he also predicted his resurrection from the dead. Last Sunday, we saw the conflict erupting between Christ and the Pharisees. This is a preview of what will culminate during Holy Week when Christ is put to death. He came into his own, but his own received him not. Today, Laetare Sunday, the church takes the gospel from St. John, the miracle of feeding 5,000. I mentioned the synoptics. It's a Greek word, meaning with one eye. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, of course, differ. But their approach is very much the same. And many of the incidents in our Lord's life, in his public ministry, are reproduced by more than one of these synoptic writers. John is sui generis. He mentions things that no one ever mentioned. For example, the marriage feast of Cana. It is found only in St. John. The woman at the well. Nicodemus. The man born blind. What is amazing is today's gospel, taken from St. John, is also found in the other three synoptic gospels. In Mark 6, Matthew 14, Luke 9. St. John mentions certain details that the others don't. But this much he does. He shows us that our Lord works a miracle 
not just for those who are in need, such as the blind, the lame, the deaf, or even the dead, but ordinary people who have gone on a journey to hear him. We can identify very easily with those people. We can see that although our Lord worked his miracles to prove that he came forth from God, nonetheless, the beneficiaries of those miracles were ordinary men. It indicates to us how much he loves us. It is now Leitari Sunday. More than half of Lent is over. The church is encouraging us to buck up our spirits and persevere for the last three weeks. It is at this time that Father Novakowski, zealous for your eternal salvation, has decided that there will be a parish mission. A parish mission is a time for prayer, a time also for penance, reflection, and the mercy of God. We know how important prayer is, for our divine Savior tells us, pray always, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened unto you. Penance, for the same Jesus Christ tells us, unless you do penance, you will all likewise perish. Reflection, every lawyer has his brief, every general has his battle plan. No work of man can possibly last unless it is preceded by reflection and by planning. This point was brought home to me by an incident I read concerning a young French lieutenant who in the year 1863 went to the church of the Madeleine in Paris, sought out a priest confessor, not for the purpose of making a sincere humble confession of his sins, but rather for mocking the faith of his baptism. It took the priest but a few moments to unmask the young man's intent. He then said to him, young man, you have abused the sacrament of penance and you have abused me. If you are honorable, I demand that every evening before you go to bed, you said, I will die. What of it? I will be judged by Almighty God. I laugh. I will be condemned to hell for all eternity. Of this too, I laugh. Because he was an honorable young man, the French lieutenant did as the priest requested. But after three nights, he returned to the same church of the Madeleine, sought out the same priest confessor, and this time made a sincere, humble confession of his sins. What brought about the change? The grace of God, certainly. But the grace of God was working upon the man's 
reflection. During the parish mission, you will have opportunities for reflecting upon what is most important. The mission will begin Sunday, around Monday evening at 7 o'clock. That will be the starting time for every night of the week, from Monday to Friday. I will be in the confessional at 6.30 every evening until I go to the pulpit for the sermons. And I will return every evening after I have completed my sermons. On Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, there will be two talks. The first will be an instruction. On Monday, it will be on the subject of the sacrament of penance or confession. On Tuesday, it will be on the Holy Eucharist. On Wednesday, there will be a short talk on the sacrament of marriage. The mission talk itself will be taken from the first week of the St. Ignatius's spiritual exercises. On the first night, the topic will be the principle and foundation, God's blueprint for each and every one of us. On the second night, it will be on sin, the contradictory of the principle and foundation. And the third night will be on the last thing, death, judgment, and hell, the consequences of man's sin. On Thursday and on Friday, in order to give more opportunities for confession, there will be one talk. On Thursday, the talk will be on the mercy of God. And then Friday, I will say the six o'clock mass and preach after the gospel. The topic will be the passion and death of our Lord, a consideration which has turned sinners into saints. In bygone days, every church in every diocese, at least in the big cities, always had a Lenten mission. Those days are gone. Consequently, you can be an apostle. Inform your friends that there will be a parish mission. Invite them to attend. Remember the words impressed upon us by our Savior. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world, but he suffers the loss of his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.